This is the Daily Roll Call Podcast, talking Tennessee with Kathy Henners. Welcome to the Daily Roll Call Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Henners, along with Dave Vance and our producer, Bobby Curley of Digic Studios. You know, it's been a while since we did a podcast, and we thought the 20th anniversary of 9-11 would be an appropriate time to restart our program. So, you know, we've got a lot to say, so let's just, you know, jump into it. And 20 years ago, 19 Muslim men trained by Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan committed horrendous, horrific atrocities here in our own country, which has changed just, you know, forever. But today, the United States government still has failed to define the enemy. Uh, Instead, we're allowing thousands of Afghanis to enter um, now that Afghanistan's under Taliban control. So it seems like we haven't learned a thing, or I should say our government hasn't learned a thing. And here in Tennessee, that ignorance is even more evident by the silence of Governor Bill Lee. Dave, what are your thoughts about the lack of knowledge regarding Bill Lee and the Afghans, you know, flooding Tennessee? Well, before I get to Bill Lee, I just want to talk about the uh, the ignorance in general, you know, especially after 20 years. Uh, you know, first and foremost, uh, you know, the anniversary of 9-11, like you said, it changed our country forever. Uh, and, you know, I still think about those families and, and the, the friends of all those people who were, you know, killed by, you know, by this evil act. Uh, by people who follow an evil religion, quite honestly. Um, and, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it bothers me that, you know, those people lost their lives. Everybody since then who was involved in the so-called war on terror, uh, you know, our war on a tactic, um, you know, all those lives have been lost, limbs have been lost, uh, you know, people have been destroyed in a lot of different ways over this. And we still, our government still refuses to find the enemy. We still have not taught our military or our law enforcement, or certainly not the average citizen, about the enemy. You know, uh, during World War II, people understood who the enemy was. You know, it was the Japanese and their ideology. It was the Germans and their Nazi ideology. During the Cold War, you know, we all understood that the Russians were our enemy because of what they believed in, what they were pushing, which was communism. You know, we fought, fought in Korea. That was mm-hmm. to stop the spread of communism. We fought in Vietnam to stop the spread of communism. Now, there's a lot of things could be said about all of that, but I don't want to get into that. But we at least identified an enemy. We, we identified the ideology of the enemy. Well, right after 9-11, one of the first things, you know, one of the first things President Bush said was, the people that knock down these towers are going to hear from us sooner, and that's my paraphrase. But very, very soon after that, mm-hmm. he came out and said that Islam is a religion of peace, and it's been hijacked. And he said that in the presence, uh, you know, the people behind him were all with care. Uh, the Council on American um, Islamic Relations, which was by that time recognized uh, at that time recognized by the FBI as Muslim Brotherhood slash Hamas, uh, and that they, they were a, you know, terrorist, you know, they had a terrorist ideology. I mean, not long after this, those same people who were standing behind Bush when he gave his Islam as a great religion of peace that's been hijacked, he gave that speech. Not long after that, you know, those people, those organizations were being looked at for funding terrorism. 
So it, it really bothers me that 20 years on, we haven't fully identified the enemy, that people don't understand that the enemy, the ideology of the enemy is Islam. It's not mm-hmm. radical Islam. It's not Islamic extremist. It's anybody that follows the ideology of Islam. And, and let me clarify, I understand that not everybody who says that they're a Muslim necessarily understands that, uh, what, what that entails. I got that there's cultural Muslims, just like there's cultural Christ, Christians who really don't know anything about their religion. But, you know, if you're telling me that you follow the Islamic religion, you're telling me that your spiritual, the founder of your religion and your spiritual beliefs is a murdering, raping pedophile who basically has laid it down as a, the the goal and duty of every other Muslim is to make everybody submit to Islam. And how they do that, it it can be through violence. Some of them support it through violence. Not all Muslims are going to support it through violence. Sometimes it's financial. There's a lot of different ways they support it. So it bothers me that we haven't explain that to our people, to our both our military, our federal law enforcement, our state law enforcement, and the people in general. I mean, even today in America, Nazi has a, a negative connotation, as it should. Yet, mm-hmm. we don't seem to attach that same negative con- connotation to Islam. And, and I think that's, uh, that's part of our mistake. So that really bothers me. And then when we see what, as you mentioned, what went on in Afghanistan, now, personally, yeah. I think we stayed way too long. I don't agree with nation building. That part of the world only understands force. You go in there, you kill the bad guys and leave. You have to come back, you come back and kill some bad guys and leave. Uh, the nation building garbage is not what we should have done. We should have left a long time ago, but when it's time to leave, you leave the right way. We didn't leave right. the right way. Uh, and not and in doing it the way the Biden administration has done, and I think it's intentional. And when I say the Biden administration, that includes the military leadership that didn't say, apparently did not object. Okay, they certainly didn't object right. strong enough. They certainly didn't object, uh, you know, and say, well, hey, I, I am not going to be part of this, and I'm going to resign over it. They didn't make any stink about it prior to. No. And when it's all no, half the problem. Yeah, absolutely. When it's all said and done, our our allies throughout the world can't trust us, and our enemies, they don't fear us now. How can they fear us after they've seen what happened? And this not only encourages our enemies, but encourages our enemies, the Islamists. This is a huge victory in their eyes, and and I don't know how we could argue against that. This is only going to make things worse. And I could rant on and on, but I'm going to let you step in here because I'm sure you've got some things to say as well. (laughs) Oh, not me. (laughs) Well, you know, back just back to the religious part of this. You know, what I try to tell people is, is the first pillar being the Shahada, you know, that um, there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is the prophet. That is what unifies all Muslims across the world. So I like to say if, in fact, a Muslim you know, that does recite uh, the Shahada, which they do, this is what they, uh, you know, pledge their allegiance to, 
then this is the ideology that they believe in. And so it, it's something that I think most people, I mean, we've been talking about it for a long time, but I don't think people are grasping it just yet. And seeing all these Afghanis coming over here uh, and you, you look inside the airplane, the pictures, and all you can see are all of these men. And, you know, we know how they treat women. Uh, we're going to get into that in a second. But it, it just struck me that why are so many men uh, coming and, and men of age, of certainly of military fighting age. age. Yeah, military yeah. age. And, and so I, I think that's a huge problem. And then, oh, you know, yeah. here they come in Tennessee. Um, so, yeah. you know, there's there's a lot to be said for that. And I think what's bothering me even more is that we have a governor that has not been vocal about anything. I mean, we're not backing DeSantis. We're not backing Abbott. We're, we're not forming a coalition of really strong Republican governors that are saying no to anything. But especially at this time, you know, we have other problems with vaccines. But, you know, when it comes to taking these refugees in, um, you know, he he's, he caves every time. And we know what he did back in 20, I think it was 2018. 2019. You know, how he caved and Yeah. And just said, um, you know, what was it, a week before Christmas when nobody's really paying attention, we're going to take refugees in again. And After so, having the you know, option not to, yes. Having yeah, the option yeah. not to that was given to him by Trump, he decided that we're going to take him in because it's the right thing to do, in, in his opinion. Um, and, yeah. you know, there's a whole a whole list of reasons why that is wrong, but let's talk about these specific refugees. Well, number one, our border is still wide open, okay? Um, but now we're going to fly them in. We don't even have to worry about the border. We're going to fly them in here. And they're not vetted. I don't care what uh, Mouse Millie says. You cannot vet these people. Uh, think about it. They say they're vetted. Well, were the were all of the Afghan troops that killed Americans, you know, our Afghan ally troops that killed Americans over there? I'm pretty sure they were vetted. Okay. And and how do you vet people when it comes to an ideology that includes Flying uh, to Kia, mm -hmm. and yeah. so I, I don't. I don't know how you vet people from a, a third world country with a backward uh, culture that with, that has the ideology, the Islamic ideology. Uh, I, I just don't see. I don't see the sense in bringing any of them over here. Uh, I don't yeah. think that just because some of them, they say they helped us, and I'm sure some did to some. But you know what? It was their country. Okay, so mm -hmm. they were actually theoretically helping themselves. But in any event, just because we're, they helped us, um, that doesn't mean we have to bring them here. Send them to another right. Muslim country. Don't bring them here. Uh, they can't be right. vetted. They can't be trusted. And we don't have, um, you know, we, we can't afford to take any more risk. We've got enough problems with the border, which I think has been, you know, it's obvious that that is an intentional federal government-led invasion, or facilitated invasion, and now they're bringing people over here from the Taliban. You know, some of them are going to be the Taliban people, or are going to be the Taliban types, and none of them are people that we can vet. Absolutely. But and, what about Al-Qaeda? I mean, that you know, that's coming, you know, back to life. Oh, on that subject, on the vetting subject, you know, Vetting is something that takes between 18 months and three years to do it properly. 
And so now they want us to believe that all these people, these thousands that are coming into this country are being vetted within days, within hours. It it just, it's not possible. Um, We've talked about that before too. You know, there's an entire process, but then look at, you know, what biometric data could you possibly have in a war-torn country? You know, the only credible data they might have is that someone was a suspect or, um, you know, was wanted for something. Maybe they have information on that particular person, but the rest of them, no, they haven't been vetted and they also haven't been tested for COVID. (laughs) It doesn't look like they even have COVID in the Middle East, you know? Yeah. And and so I know it. You said, okay, they do have some biometric data and I don't know, they've been doing that for years. It's not like they went and got biometric data on absolutely everybody. They got it on, you know, people who were involved with something. Well, just because somebody doesn't have a record doesn't mean they're not a threat. Okay? And that's right. Just because you can't find something on their Facebook account doesn't mean they're not a threat. It's just crazy to bring people from that part of the world over here, especially. If we look at what's happened in Europe now, Europe has had a problem with the migrants that have been coming. Not migrants, they're illegal aliens there too, whatever they want to call them. They're the same thing. Uh, same, those people are experiencing the same problems we're experiencing. Their government is bringing the people over or allowing the people to come over, and they're the ones having to pay the price for it. But for instance, Sweden, rape capital of Europe because of all of the Muslims who have come over there. Now, I don't know if all of those are Afghanis. Uh, in Sweden. I know Germany, some of the more violent attacks and a lot of the rapes are attributed to the Afghan refugees who are among the most violent. Uh, I mean, we're talking about gang rape, raping of women. We're talking about just rape left and right, attacks. I mean, it's crazy. It's sad enough that we have a federal government that doesn't look out for us and doesn't do things to secure our country, that doesn't fulfill its basic obligations. But then we have a state that will complain about the federal government, but I don't see them stepping up. I don't, you know, I haven't heard Billy say, hey, we're not taking any of these guys. And oh, by the way, Mm -hmm. we're going to shut down. We're going to pull the license of any and every facility. And we should be doing this for the UACs as well. Any any of these uh, nonprofits that are taking in illegals and or refugees then you'd have a license pulled in our state. I mean, the state has to stand up for us some way, somehow. And, and I'm not. Well, that. hold on. Hold on a second, though. Don't forget that our General Assembly gave Catholic Charities $7 million. Oh, so, I mean, you know, this I mean, come on. You know, why are we funding organizations that are already multi-million dollar entities who we know are are making money off of every refugee that they bring into this country? Um, you know, we've talked about uh, you know who the who runs this Tennessee uh, Office of Refugees is Holly. Well, it was Holly Johnson who used to make six figures. So come on. I mean, this is a money maker, but we didn't help by giving them money. You know. And, um, you know, some of the statistics, though, Dave, I found interesting. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I I just was talking about, you know, we were talking about the rapes, you know, and you start talking about some of the rights of women. And so this is what these people are bringing with them to the table here in America. You know, their rights of women, um, women, 92 percent of Afghani women 
feel that husbands are justified in hitting or beating them as as their wives. Um, 99% of Afghans uniformly agree that Sharia should be the law of the land. So this is what they're bringing to our country. You know, so, you know, these women rights organizations are going to have a field day. Um, and, and, you know, it goes the same for gays. They're dismembering gays over there right now in Afghanistan. Right. So, you know, let's, you know, this is things that are going to happen here. And I think you had something interesting about child brides. Well, yeah, well, I mean, that's happening already. They're running into that. They're pe- the people are bringing these child brides over. And so are we going to accept that here? Obviously, our country's going to accept it because of the leadership of our or lack of leadership of our country. But is our state going to push back against that? Are we going to recognize that? Or we say, well, that's their culture. They came over here. We, or are we going to intervene on the behalf of these obvious minor brides and say, hey, you're not doing that here. Not happening here. I mean, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if all those liberal groups, liberal women's group, are going to step up. All the all the feminazis that that raise cane about everything. I wonder <laughs> if they're going to step up for this. I, I don't imagine they're going to. I think that that's you know something that um, you know they'll they'll take their hands off again because it's a religious. Um, what they figure is a religious, you know, cultural thing, which it's not. It's against the law. It's pedophilia. You know, but they already had some, I guess, up in Wisconsin. Um, there was, I think it was back in August, the State Department um, released a memo to others. It was, a, I guess it was a leaked email about back on August 27th. It showed concern that there were multiple cases of minor females who were presented as married as, when they were coming off the airplanes. And these old men with little kids, little girls. And they were presenting them as their wives. That's in Wisconsin. I mean, so this is a problem. Um, you know, if it's in Wisconsin, gee, it's going to be in Tennessee, certainly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you talk, this is a, a seriously vicious cycle for our country. So we, we started with 9-11, all of the murders of our citizens on that day. And then, of course, that led to the war on a terror, war on terror, uh, which is a tactic. Once again, we don't want to name the enemy. Um, and then all of the people lost, both in Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, people lost, people whose, whose lives were changed by the loss of their limbs. Some of them were terribly burned. A lot of them came back with PTSD. Uh, and, and, of course, there's, there's the, the, the physical then there's the the, act, the financial cost. I guess what a couple trillion we spent over there, and then of course we left all the Biden administration left all those presents for the uh, Taliban, all the military equipment, and I guess pallets of cash as well. Yeah. Uh, we destroyed our reputation both with allies and enemies all at once. And oh, to top it off, we're going to bring more evil into our country. And who's going to pay for it? The Biden administration is already wanting money for welfare payments to these people, which. If you're a refugee, you're automatically, you know, you automatically qualify for every welfare program under the sun, no matter where you, where you're a refugee from. So you talk about insult to injury. Uh, this, I can't think of a worse scenario, a more mm-hmm. disgraceful and just ungodly scenario. No, it's really the timing, number one, is is bad, but it's certainly uh, with the problem at the southern border, like you had mentioned, um, it is the last thing we need 
is to be bringing in more people that you know we're not vetting, we're not testing. You know, with they talk about the spread of this pandemic and how it's the unvaccinated, you know, people's fault, uh, but yet they continue to allow people in with, you know, who knows? We know that Somalis brought in a new strain of tuberculosis. We know that there is new forms of hepatitis that are coming in. So, you know, what else could we possibly be be bringing into this country? So it, it's really very, very sad, um, you know, what's happening. And I just want to ask you your final thoughts as far as, you know, for 9-11. And um, just want to thank you for your service uh, to our country. And, um, you know, so what are your kind of final thoughts to, uh, you know, to, for this day, this 9-11, this tragedy that happened 20 years ago? Yeah, well, thank you. Um, I think the biggest disservice that has been done to the people that died that day and all the people that have died since then or have been seriously injured since then or, or had, you know, ended up with PTSD since then, the biggest disservice uh, to our country has been by the government and, of course, the state governments as well because they refuse to identify the enemy. You know, think about it. Our local law enforcement understand, understands how gangs work, and they teach, you know, they'll, they'll do little seminars sometimes to teach the public, you know, signs to look out for, you know, things to look out for in terms of gang activity, you know, our drug activity. Uh, we all know about, I mean, you know, everybody knows that, hey, the Klan is bad because of their ideology. The Nazis are bad because of their ideology. But when it comes to Islam, we have people who are either in cahoots or too cowardly because under the, this cult that hides under the guise of religion seems to be off limits. You know, can you, you know, the, the whole thing of Islamophobia is a created it's, it's, that's a created uh, name. It's a whole, it, it, think about it. In World War II, can you imagine somebody saying, oh, you're just a Nazi-phobe? Are you, are you a comophobe right. during, during the Cold War? Uh, we're doing a disservice to everybody who has either, you know, to them and their family, if they lost their lives, if they lost limbs, if they served, whatever, it's a disservice not to identify the enemy. For people not to understand the ideology. And understand that it's not extremist, it's the religion, okay, that it is a threat. And I think until we address that, we're just going to get more of the same. You know, people have to be, have to recognize the ideology as, as a threat. And that's, you know, I think until then, we do a disservice to everybody who has fought against it. I agree. I, I totally agree with that. And it, it's really a shame uh, that we are refusing to do this for the sake of you know, everything that is operating under the guise of, of a religion, which we know that it's, it's really not. And, you know, it's really a time when most Americans, um, and I say most Americans because it appears to me that many have forgotten about what happened on 9-11 20 years ago. And so I personally would like to thank our men and women of our military and law enforcement, and certainly our firefighters, you know, for their courage and their love of country and their determination to make us really safe. And so, uh, can I say you know, one last thing, Kathy? Sure. And it, it kind of goes along with what I said, but you know, okay, we're no longer in Afghanistan. The way we left was certainly a mistake. 
Um, and of course, all that encourages our enemies abroad. But let's remember, they may have done training in Afghanistan for 9-11, but let's not forget where they learned to fly the planes. They learned to fly the planes here. And a lot of the things that have happened have been allowed to happen here. You know, all the red flags that were ignored. And that is here. And so that is, especially now, since 9-11, I guarantee you, we have more Muslims in the country. We have more mosques. They have more political power. A lot of them have, through the Muslim Brotherhood, they've worked themselves into public office in a lot of places. And so <laughs> we've not only had a huge disgraceful loss over there unnecessarily, but they've grown in power here. And that is what we really have to be concerned about, in my opinion, is what's going to happen here, because they're emboldened now. And it, and it will get worse, understanding that they do operate differently in different theaters. So, and I'll, I'll leave it at well, that. We, we've certainly, we've empowered them. And, you know, I say them because people are so um, selfish and so into the, the religious aspect of it that we can offend people. And so I hope that, you know, our listeners caught some things, um, you know, the end result is a global caliphate where Sharia is the law of the entire land. And so I hope that people would take some of these um, things that we talked about and certainly research for yourself and, and look at the Quran itself, look at the Hadiths. And like Bill Warner always says, if you understand the prophet Muhammad, you will understand Islam. And so I think that, you know, this was um, good for people to to listen to and to hear and to learn from, and if somebody learned one thing, then I'm 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 happy with that. So uh, that's it for this episode of Daily Roll Calls podcast, and thanks for listening. And uh, stay tuned for another episode. This is the Daily Roll Call podcast, talking Tennessee with Kathy Hinnis. 